morning, morning, morning. How are you all doing, folks? It's a beautiful, windless autumn day. 2nd of November. And I'll be going into the post office in about an hour's time. For which should turn out to be the penultimate day. Yesterday was... An amazing day. It was very tiring and taxing, but it really felt like my higher power was was shining on me. So we started out clearing the place, having sold a reasonable amount of stuff on the Facebook sales and wants page, the local one but nowhere near enough all the shelving units were still intact and there was stock in the shop everywhere so the first thing that happened was a local shop owner came in just as we were opening and had a great discussion with Lorraine about the stock that was left in the shop including hundreds and possibly thousands of greetings cards which we were worried about because we were going to have to store them and try and shift them on eBay or something which isn't the most enjoyable of tasks so this lady came in, she had a look round and she said she'd like to get into doing more cards in her shop and she would take them all. So that was about the best thing that could have happened, really. She's going to take all the cards. She's going to take anything else we've got left behind, I think. So we've got, like, birthday badges and birthday candles and birthday banners and lots of stationery and some Christmas decoration stuff. Oh, loads and loads and loads of stuff. So, that was great. So, next thing, our neighbour, he came in the day before and offered his assistance. And he turned up with cakes. And he is perhaps one of the best salesmen I've ever seen. He's also one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's a... He's like, he's the kind of person I would like to be, I think I could safely say. He was amazing with the customers who came in. There was one lady, here's an example. A lady came in looking for three bobbins of thread, which we didn't have because we've sold all our threads to another local business. And this lady left with two glass display cabinets one moleskin perspex spinner and some other little bits and bobs which she got for a really good price I think it was like it was like 60 quid or something for the lot and the stuff is way more valuable than that (coughs) but we're at the stage where it's just got to go so she got an awesome deal And we got rid of some big bits of furniture. While that was going on, 
a local decorator came in. It's actually the guy that decorated our kitchen after the the fiasco with the collapsing floor. He goes by Homes by Homes. So his name's Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S. So look him up. He's a very reliable tradesman. Really good worker as well. So I'll give him a wee plug there. Peter Holmes. Homes by Homes. So he came in looking at two of the, the big metal shelving units that we had through the back. Said he would take them. So 20 quid each. Off they went. That was great. I helped him dismantle them. And God knows how long they've been there. It must be 20 plus years anyway. But these are solid storage units which he'll be able to use in his in his storage unit which he has an Aaron for all his paints and stuff. So that was great. I didn't think they would go. I thought we were going to end up leaving them and getting into trouble or something. But they went. I went out to deliver those glass display units and when I came back there was a guy through the back of the post office looking at I didn't know what and then Lorraine said he'd been in looking at some of the post office drawer units and a desk now this guy it seems as though he's a collector of post office memorabilia or perhaps just an upcycler or a an antique dealer because when we helped him load up his car he already had a, a a wooden chest of drawers in the back of his car or his van rather so as we were clearing out some of the the stuff to put in his car our neighbour who was helping us said you know this stuff is probably going to go for a thousand pounds like a chest a set of two metal drawers that we'd sold for 20 quid <laughs> he said you know if you wax this up because this is actually official post office history now it's stuff that goes back to when post office was uh, nationalised and it was all the old stock from I don't know 60s, 70s maybe I'm not really quite sure of the post office history but it's old stuff and it's it's got value to to collectors so the guy clearly knew what he was doing he took some the, like the cash units you know the little like little metal trays that we use for well, storing cash and stamps and stuff like that <coughs> he took a couple of them as well so he clearly knew what he was doing but it, it helped us out as well because it's, it's 20 quid in our pocket and it helps us clear the place out. Now we've got only two more days to finish. But most of it was done yesterday. The rest of it's just boxing up the stock that needs to go over to the other place. To the other lady's shop, which will happen tomorrow, Sunday. And just cleaning, really. And once the floors are all cleared. The only thing we're left with is the ID photo booth which we were hoping would go because it's it's been a good earner for us there are 53 credits left or 53 sets of pictures on the roll that's still in the, in the unit and we sell them at a fiver a sheet so 
you know, you do your ID photos, you get four pictures for a fiver. So that's, what, 250 plus already in the machine. Uh, not to mention, you know, ongoing profits because the unit is on its own would be quite expensive to buy. <clears throat> I know that because I bought it. I actually leased. I did a buy to lease or a lease to buy or whatever you call it. So I paid it off basically over three years, I think. But now it's ours and so I thought it would go. Especially to another shop outside of Brodick because there aren't really any photo booths on the island anywhere else but Brodick. So we're kind of stuck with that. That's the, only, the last remaining kind of big unit. Oh, there's also a main sort of display shelving unit, which was our main one. It's proper stuff, you know, it's really well built and sturdy and it could go for a song, but so far there are no takers, so we may keep them and store them because our our kindly neighbour has plenty of storage space in the barn next to our house, so we may store them and keep trying to shift them, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, it feels like the stress part is over. I'm feeling really quite good today. It's beautiful out here in the autumn light, walking through the Whitey Woods on my way to Jimmy's shop, the ship house, to try and get some sparklers for tonight's bonfire night and to pick up some cold meat for Hamish's sandwich. So we're going to have to leave Hamish at home today and trust that he will get himself out for his tennis lesson this afternoon because we'll be out all day in the post office. So really two more days of this and then Monday our new lives begin. I think perhaps we might need to go in on Monday because if the storage boxes that are waiting for a courier to come and collect them, if they don't go today, which they may not, they're supposed to have gone yesterday, but such as are in life, uh, if they don't go today, we will need to come in on Monday and let the courier in to pick them up. And I think the marketing guy's coming over from the estate agents as well to do sort of survey and all that stuff and put some marketing boards up to let locals see that the place is up for a new tenant which of course they know anyway but just to give them some contact details and all that so that's what my day has in store I may come back later and let you all know how it went but I may just leave that till the morning it's going to be a busy day and it's bonfire night tonight so I think we'll try and get out to that because it's always a fun night and it looks as though it's going to be dry so uh, yeah I think that's what we will do thanks for listening, speak to you all soon bye for now good morning Al how are you doing, no bad do you have any sparklers no Okay. Not at all. I, I, I don't even know who would have them. I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know if the clothes get them in, but certainly we haven't, we haven't got any sparklers, have we, Jimmy? No, sorry. No. No. Okay.
Thanks, Janet. Thank you. Hey, Janet. Ah, co-op will not have them. I think the only bet then is book and card shop. So I'll pop in there once I get to Brodick. Morning. Start, please. You don't have any sparklers, do you? No. No. Aye, I'll try there. Can he get sparklers in Lamb Lash? Oh boy, oh boy, what a day this is. It's absolutely beautiful. My favourite kind of day. Wearing a body warmer and a, a hoodie without a hood. What do you call a hoodie without a hood? A top? A zip top? I don't really know. But the weather's just... You know, to go all British on you. <laughs> you know how the Brits like to chat about the weather, huh? <coughs> so, that's my morning. Didn't get my banking done. Didn't get... Oh, oh what I did get done, though, was... I ordered... Or I paid for... A subscription to Transcriptive by Digital Anarchy, which is a piece of software that I've had a trial of to do captioning for my videos for crofters. And it actually works pretty well. Do you know what the stinger is, though? Is you buy the software and you still got to pay per word or per minute on your video transcriptions. I mean, it's not terribly expensive. But, you know, accumulatively, it means um, every video I do now is going to cost me money. So as well as earning money on my video editing, there's also a cost. Well, that's business though, isn't it? So I'll need to factor that in. So I might ask about bumping up my prices just to take that into account, you know? Because if I'm making less doing the same job because they've asked me... Although, actually... It does add a lot of time to my videos, and I do get paid for that time, so maybe it all kind of balances out in my favour a little bit. Not sure, not sure. I'll need to, once I start working proper, coming up with my time plans. I mean, from Monday it's going to be... What's it going to be? I need some decompression time and I need some organisational time. Because the living room is a mess at the moment because of the stuff that we've brought home from the shop and I also need to work out my desk space I am probably going to get a new desk because I hate the desk I have <coughs> but I'm limited to the space I have so the issue I've got there is the scanner I have a nice Epson V750 Pro it's an awesome scanner and it sits on a little metal drawer cabinet which contains all my cables got that from my dad when he died and with that and the scanner on top the height is exactly 
the same height as my current desk so it basically works out as an extension of the desk which I can use to sit my drink on and my new Simon Potter vase that sits on it too and I love, love, love to sit and look at that vase but the right edge of the desk there's a gap between the wall and the desk and to make the desk surface longer I've used table mats to extend the length of the desk and then on top of the table mats <coughs> I have my mixer desk keeping them on the desk which works and I've extended it with a speaker stand it's like a a metal shelf basically with a base a tube up the middle and then a support to put the speaker on so it gets my monitors off the desk and they're at head height which is just where I like them to be so I've got some organisation to do basically is what I'm saying with all that boring chat lots of organisation to sort out to try and maximise the space efficiently and work out a plan of attack for my working day you know, part of it <coughs> maybe an hour a day will be organisation I've got to sort out how I'm going to do my bookkeeping what kind of cards I'm going to use what kind of apps I'm going to use I've just signed up for a Monzo personal account and I've just taken advantage of one of the great features of that account which is that there are no international transaction fees so I transferred cash from my Royal Bank of Scotland into Monzo to pay for that transcriptive subscription which means there's no fees and RBS does charge fees which has bothered me for quite some time and in order to get an RBS card that doesn't have international fees you have to pay quite a bit for your monthly card subscription which I'm not about to do so that's a little problem solved that's been a niggle <coughs> I'll need to move over my Backblaze subscription and stuff like that as well so there's a whole load of figuring out to do and I'll kind of enjoy it you know I do like working on workflow stuff and organisational stuff but none of it earns me any money so there's that I've got to start my crofters campaign properly uh, I do my two hours a day every day maximise the time I'm using there speed up my workflow a little with the videos satisfy the short clips uh, brief that I've been given for videos and I'm going to love it I'm also going to have the car at home through the day which will allow me to head through to crofters at the drop of a hat instead of taking the bus and all that I've also got my new camera bag about which I spoke a little on a previous episode unpublished as of yet but by the time you hear this of course it will have been published and it was the Naya Evo I couldn't remember the name of it when I first spoke about it it was Nia I think they pronounce it Nia Evo N-Y-A-Evo and it's the Fjord 60C is the bag that I bought I haven't actually started using it yet. I took it out of the box 
opened it up and had a quick look at it in the living room beside my wife and she didn't comment <laughs> so I haven't actually let her know yet that I've paid a lot of money for a new camera bag <coughs> I just don't have the courage to you know bring it up that's just pathetic isn't it really it really is pathetic <laughs> so <laughs> this is a business right folks that's how I justify my spending I was actually looking at another lens but I'll hold off on that for a bit my 35mm lens Loxia F2 is a manual focus lens and I thought it was causing me some issues with the focusing when I did my last Talking Heads interview in Crofters and I haven't actually reviewed the footage yet it might be that it's actually fine and perhaps even better than fine because I did a, a recording of a guitar player Ian Brown as a demo for Turnstone Guitars when we were at the Halifax gathering back in September and using a manual focus no sorry using an autofocus lens on the A7 III it was breathing so Ian kept going in and out of focus and so the video is basically unusable had I had a manual focus lens in that application it would have worked much better I think because the problem is for any of you photography geeks who care about these things you'll know this but if I'm dropping the aperture down to f2 or the case of my 16mm lens f1.4 then you're going to get issues with depth of field when you're focusing on the guitar player so you might find the guitar player's nose is in focus but his eyes are out of focus that's how narrow the depth of field can be and that's what the issue I thought was with the F2 35mm Loxia lens was that I could see that my shirt was in focus but that did not mean that my head was in focus do you get me? anyway, a little bit of tech talk there for you I'd already finished talking before I got to the co-op and here I'm recording again and that's probably another 10 minutes you've got today but it's good to get these thoughts out, you know it's really good for me to get these thoughts out so instead of listening to stuff on the way down to the co-op and back I've been creating stuff that might be pretty dull for most people but since it helps me such a lot that's what I do and I, you know I publish it for the accountability thing I know I've mentioned this before but it feels like what would be the point of talk 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 and then doing nothing with it it would I don't know what it is it's like the idea of learning guitar and playing music and having no one hear it writing a book, painting a picture taking a photo and then not sharing it with anyone do you know what I mean? and I have often, well often, yeah one of my ideas of, of art of pure art <coughs> where the ego is removed completely from the mix 
would be, you know, <laughs> I've often thought anyway, that something like an ice sculpture that would melt before anyone got to see it. You know, that kind of idea of egoless creation. Something I think I would like to consider with Jeffrey Sidoris. Jeffrey's one of my favourite podcasters and creators. He um, he discusses these kinds of things with guests on his podcast. And he, he just produced a trailer, actually, talking about a new podcast he's bringing out quite soon. The name of which escapes me, but it sounds like it's going to be interviews with ordinary people. And that's an idea that I've I've played with over the years for Aaron, you know, just talking to Aaron people. And I wouldn't be the only one to have done it. Joni Keane did it for a podcast that now seems to be dormant. And it was really good. I listened to all of them one day on a drive down south. And it was awesome. You know, people have interesting stories to tell. Anyway, yeah, the idea of art, that's how I got onto Jeffrey Sidoris. Because he does discuss the concept of art and what is art and subjectivity and all that kind of stuff, which I find really interesting to listen to. So I'll share this with you, Jeffrey. See what you have to say. Maybe, um, maybe we'll get a conversation someday soon. That would be that would be very cool indeed. So I'm just about to go up the hill, so I don't want you to hear me pecking and panting. So I shall cease recording again. I shall wish you all a very good day. And I'll speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.